0: Welcome to Just One More Story by George Walters, a weekly podcast that starts things off with A Slice of Life, which covers unique and interesting stories that are inspired by true and personal events. But it doesn't stop there. Following A Slice of Life, I take one story from my collection of many and share it with you. So, if you're looking for that special something to start or end your day, you're in the right place. And the great part is, you can listen to all my podcasts for free, anywhere, at any time. So with that, let's get started. Hi folks, and Merry Christmas. Boy, it sure has been quite a year, hasn't it? But, what I want to talk to you about today isn't about this virus. Nope, not at all. What I do want to talk about is Christmas, and what it means to my lovely wife and I, along with our kids, of course. Well, I guess they aren't kids anymore, but just the same, they always will be somewhat of a child in our minds. You know, there are a lot of things that some would probably say that looks a little old-fashioned if they walked into our house at Christmas. For my wife and I, though, we wouldn't change a thing. Why? Well, why would anyone want to change things that makes them happy? Like making Christmas cookies, for one. I can still visualize my wife many years ago showing our little ones how to cut out cookies of all kinds. It was sure a sight to see with them all covered with flour. My job, well, that was sampling them. Then there were the decorations that my wife and others have made over the years, and each and every one of them has a story to tell. I actually wrote a story about that, which I'll share sometime. Another thing that... Isn't seen that much anymore as a silver tinsel. I know, some say that it is messy, and those that have animals were complaining that their pets might choke on them if eaten. We don't have pets. The most favorite, though, for me was the stockings at Santa filled with all kinds of candy before morning. The look that came across the faces of our young ones when they spotted them made my whole day. And who can forget the turkey dinner that Mum put together for all to enjoy? Not me, that's for sure. After supper, the kids would have dessert, but for me, I would head on out to the fridge and take some homemade dressing that my wife, my wife made earlier. Lay it in between two pieces of bread and butter, and cover it with ketchup. Hmm, my mouth is watering thinking about it. One tradition that our family does every year you don't have a tradition? Well, you better get busy and make one. For us, we watched a comedy movie called National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You know, where Chevy Chase, one of the stars, says the best quote of all time. You never heard it? Man, you guys have been missing out. What's that? Hmm, my wife says to tell you and bleep out the not-so-good words. Damn, I kind of think them words is what makes the quote, so funny and interesting, but it's all about pleasing people these days, I suppose. Anyways, he goes on to say, after having one heck of a day with things going wrong, we're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap-hap-happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap-danced with Danny Bleep Bleep K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white rear down that chimney tonight, He's going to find the jolliest bunch of bleep bleep bleeps this side of the (laughs) nuthouse. You know, as many times as we have watched that movie, we always have a good laugh. Some folks say they are offended with some of the things that are said or done in that movie. I say, you find it offensive, I find it funny. But seriously, there are a lot of things that are a lot worse that kids are watching on the internet or TV today In the movie I'm talking about anyway that's my slice of life for today now let's get on with the story at hand I hope you enjoy a Christmas to remember you know my old dad was a storyteller like no other well other than my grandfather who I was actually named after George Walters dad said when he got to telling stories Anybody that was listening was kept on the edge of their seats, always wanting to hear more. One story that came to mind, Dad said, was about a good friend that my grandfather knew, who actually had the same name. Hmm, a lot of Georges back then, but hey, it's a good name. And if you didn't know this, which I suspect most wouldn't, the meaning of George is tiller of soil, or farmer. Kind of fitting, I would think. Being that my grandfather or father, along with myself, were all farmers. Anyways, the uh, story took place in the late 1800s and it went something like this George was a strong man, weighing around 250 some pounds. He stood about six foot six and had to duck going into every place of business on his way through the small towns in the backwoods of the United States. He did a lot of surveying back then and as I have written about in other stories, he hired on another big strapping fella by the name of Jib. George hired Jeb for his abilities, which was trapping, hunting, tracking, and one of the best darn guides that was ever born. Cold night, huh, Jib? You can say that again. I have ridden through these here hills many times, but can't recollect it ever being this cold. If we don't soon find some place to hold up for a few days out of this wind and snow, we might be in for some real trouble. The words were no sooner out of Jeb's mouth when we were rewarded by the smell of smoke. Gotta be a homestead up ahead somewhere. Yep, and none too soon either, as I am about half froze, especially my feet, said Jeb. Knew I should have listened to that lady back in the town we just came through when she said for me to buy some of her homemade socks. I thought I heard a man, Jeb, that could take any kind of weather. Yeah, well, just get that horse of yours over that there hill, and let's see where that smoke was coming from. (laughs) With that, George laughed out loud and rode off. On the top of the hill looking down into the valley, they spotted the smoke curling up from a chimney, which was attached to an old house with a sod roof. Not much of a place, huh, Jeb? Nope, that's for sure. Looks like them folks are having some hard times. Yep, seems so. Let's ride on down. If nothing else, maybe we can get warm. As we rode in, laying half-covered with snow on the front porch, was an old hound dog. He didn't even move when we stepped over him to get to the door. We knocked with no answer. Maybe you'd better holler and tell them who we are, said Jeb. Hmm, aren't you the smart one? What do you mean? Well, your way isn't working, tapping on the door like you're doing. You're afraid of hurting your knuckles? And besides, I can hardly feel my toes. All right, it is a good idea, that. Hello in the house. Anybody home? We're good folks and don't mean you any harm. All my friend and I want is a place to warm ourselves and get a bit of rest. Tell them about my feet, said Jeb. Will you stop about your damn feet? With that, the door opened ever so slowly, and a young woman came into view. Pretty little thing. You're welcome to come in and get warm, she said hesitantly. No one should be out in weather like this. But I, our food supply is short, and I have two young ones here to look after. Not a problem there, man, said Jeb. We have food on our own out yonder on our pack horses. Just a place that I could warm my feet would be fine with me. And damn feet. "'George replied. He's always complaining. "'Old Jeb just looked at me, and we both moved on into the house, "'closing the door behind us. "'It sure wasn't much of a house, but it, it was warm. Where's your man?' George asked. "'Oh, uh, <clears throat> he's out hunting, as we don't have any meat left.' "'Looking over at the two young ones, "'a boy of around six and a girl of around four. "'When do you expect him back?' "'Well, I don't rightly know.' He left here a week ago, saying he would be back no later than a day or so, but as you can see, he hasn't returned. Not weather for man or beast to be out in, said Jeb, other than that old hound dog of yours. You sure he's right in the head? Oh, he's he's, he's a smart dog, catches rabbits like no get out. He just loves it out in the snow. He'll scratch at the door to get in when he gets cold, said the young girl who was peeking out from behind the old wood stove. "'Is that so?' said Jeb. The young boy then spoke up and asked, "'Do you know what day it is, mister?' "'Can't rightly say that I do, young feller. "'Been so long in the saddle, "'guess I just lost track of time.' "'Well, just so you know, "'it's almost Christmas and Santa's coming soon "'and he brings presents and things.' Jeb looked over at George and said, "'I'll be darned. Christmas. "'Well, I'm sure glad you brought us up to date there, young feller.' My name is James, and this is my sister Marcia, and the lady you've been chatting to is my mother Mary. And just so you know, I might be a bit on the young side, but I am the man of the house while Dad is away. Well, Jamie, I am glad to meet you both, and your mom too. You both can take your coats off and hang them on the hook by the door and sit down by the fire if you like, said Mary, and I will bring you some coffee. I put some on the stove a short time ago, and it should still be warm. Don't mind the young ones. They're regular little chatterboxes when company drops by, which isn't that often living out here. Don't mind at all with chatting, ma'am. As listening to old Jeb there, day in and day out, well, let's just say they're a brush of fresh air. Old Jeb, he just snorted and headed onto the chair which sat off to one side of the cook stove. As Jeb and me sat by the stove warming ourselves, we looked around, and we could tell right off that these folks were in some serious trouble. No food to speak of, and the firewood, firewood was getting mighty low. And we both suspected it wasn't good news about her, father, her husband, neither, which later on we found to be true, as we found him no more than two miles from his home, froze solid, laying up against a rock. We buried him where he laid. Once we got warmed up and had a good night's sleep, we both knew we had to do some something for these folks. After breakfast, which we brought in from our pack horse, Jeb got right into cutting and splitting firewood, while I did some badly needed repairs on the front porch, along with patching up a few holes in the roof while I was working, the young ones watched, I guess trying to figure out just what kind of beans we two old fellers were, But I am sure we were quite a sight having been out in the wilderness for the past few months not having had a shave or a bath. A couple of days later, we had enough firewood cut, split, and piled in the old barn to last them till spring. The only thing that was missing was a meat, which was being looked after by Jib, as there was no better hunter than him. Seemed he could find game when, no, when others swore there was none. Christmas Eve came, we got cleaned up after supper the best we could. I mentioned to Jeb that we should move on in the morning. The thing was, though, we hated to leave this lady with no man, especially with the two young ones at this time of year. But it had to be done, and down deep we both knew or figured this young lady was tough enough to handle things for a short spell especially with the supplies and things that we left for her, or would leave for her. The first town we came to, we would send back some help for her and the young ones. Just before supper, Jeb got up, dressed, and not saying a word, went outside. About a half hour later, he came pounding at the door. Open up in there, I got something for you young ones and need some help. The young ones ran to the door and opened it up, and there stood Jeb covered with snow, holding a good-sized Christmas tree. With tears in her eyes, Mary said, Well, bring it on in here and quit letting out all the heat. you look half-froze. I am, especially my feet. With that, he shook the snow off the tree, and in he came. He put the tree inside a pail he had found and stood it in the corner. I just looked at him as he passed and shook my head darn old feet of his, I said to myself. After supper, the ones got to decorating it and with what they had, and I got to say within an hour or so, it sure was something to see. Kind of choked me up a bit. Throughout the night, we chatted, and I got to telling stories about my younger days, with Jeb throwing in a few of his own. Thinking back, it was one of the nicest Christmases that Jeb and I ever had together as usually it came and passed as any other day without her knowing. Come morning, we decided to stay for a few more days, making sure things were looked after around the old place. The day before we were going to leave, out behind the barn, I spotted this horse that was wandering around loose. It looked half-frozen and was hardly moving, but as I stood there with my hand out, it moseyed on over to see me. I then walked her. "'over to the barn and put her in a stall. "'Well, one good thing,' I said to Mary, "'you have enough hay for this old girl, "'and I'm sure she will be happy to make this her home. "'I don't see any brand on her, but I am certain of one thing. "'She is in the family way, "'so I suspect that she has wandered off from a wagon train "'heading west to have her young one.' "'I looked over at the young ones and said, "'Looks like you two got yourselves a, a late Christmas present here,' Two, actually, when it come, when the time comes. She's just going to be needing a lot of love and things. You mean it's ours? Yep, all yours. And come spring, it will give you a way into town for supplies. And maybe a good hired hand to help out with things, if you're lucky. Later on the following morning, we saddled up. Mary had fixed us up some fresh bacon wrapped inside some biscuits she has, had made. We left her and the young ones with... Two deer, one hanging in the barn, and one cut up and piled in a shed out back of the house. With that, we left a half our supplies, as Jeb said he needed to go on a bit of a diet. We looked around for the young ones not to be seen. I guess they were attending their newfound friend in the barn. With that, we thanked Mary and started to ride out. Just as we headed down the laneway, the young ones came a running after us. Please don't leave us, George and Jeb. We don't want you to go. I looked over at Jeb, and I thought there for a second I spotted a big old tear running down his cheek. We would love to stay, but we have to go. I will make you a promise, though, we will stop back to see you before next Christmas, and I kind of think there might be a couple presents for the both of you in my saddlebags when I return. With that, they ran back to the house hollering at their mother of what was to come. Jeb, you got something in your eye there? you just ride on and mind your own business, or you might be looking for another guide. I smiled, and we rode on. Oh, and the only present that was given other than that there horse? You guessed it. Mary knitted Jeb a pair of wool socks. Hmm, truth be told, I'm going to miss his complaining. Merry Christmas, folks, and stay safe. That's it for today, folks. But before I go, I would like to mention that all my stories are also available in books. We have seven books to choose from, and each book has over 50 short stories. The titles of the books are One More Story, Moments in Time, Paths We Choose, Times Changing, Keep Turning Pages, Join Me in the Garden, and Nature's Gateway to Health. All of our books are available on Amazon.ca or Amazon.com in eBooks or paperback. If you would like more information regarding my books or podcasts, you can email me at any time at stories at I'll say that one more time. Stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll get back to you. You can also listen to my podcasts on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Castbox, The Walters Post, and Google Home. Just say, hey, Google, play Just One More Story by George Walters. And if you enjoy my podcasts, share them with others or tell a friend. In doing so, it will help me make more podcasts for all to enjoy. And finally, I would like to thank you all for listening. And don't forget to tune in every Friday for a new episode of Just One More Story by George Walters.